Hello, welcome to the MHR podcast. I'm Andy. And I'm Emma. How are you doing, Emma? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? All right, yeah, you didn't sound too sure. Um, ah, it's been a long week, isn't you it? Found, you sound annoyed. You sound vexed. Are things annoying you recently, lately? Oh, things do just annoy you, don't they? They do. Well, that's what I want to talk about this week. I want to talk about things that get grind your gears in the workplace. It really grinds my gears. What gets to you? What annoys you? What are the things that should be irrelevant but oh, are really be winding you one. up? Mm, yeah. Okay. Because um, actually, there's quite a lot written about what are commonly referred to as workplace icks. Oh, the word ick is really becoming, you know, coming into its own, isn't it? It's yeah, a combination of icks and I think it's flags. a generational thing, isn't it? Um, I think the context we usually hear about it is like, oh, someone gave me the ick in a relationship context. Mm. But apparently, there is a lot to be said about icks in the workplace. What is it that people do at work, or what is it that your employer does mm. that uh, gives you a bit of an ick and stops you enjoying work and actually has a knock-on effect into retention or your uh, want to stay at a company and actually start looking elsewhere so actually there's some relevancy to it oh, i like that yeah. you know not everything is about the bigger picture you, it's a lot of it is about the day-to-day yeah you know but these little things like the drips and drops of like the recognitions that make you feel good but also the negative stuff have an impact on how you view a workplace Absolutely. and it is within an uh, a business's ability to control these or influence these and provide a better company culture for employees so with that in mind let's talk about workplace x you're listening to the mhr podcast the most popular podcast for hr professionals in town so emma office place x mm-hmm any come to mind for you? Anything that really annoys you about what people do or what things hap- uh, what companies do that really annoy you? So as somebody who is hypersensitive to smells, yeah, that is a really big thing for me. So if somebody's eating a particularly smelly food in okay. the office or um or, or you know, eating that close to me in particular, yeah. that really gets to me. I've got certain like aversions to foods and to condiments well, like- and stuff that really just Blur. That's a common one. Yeah. Actually, it comes up uh, everything. A lot of stuff to do with food comes up in a mm-hmm. lot of the articles that I've been reading about workplace icks. So whether it's people eating loudly, people don't want to hear. I was going to do it then in the microphone, but that's going to just put I'd off really all the listeners. I'd rather you didn't. Yeah, but no. people people don't like listening to people chew food when they're trying to work. Yeah. Uh, people don't like having any form of like. It could also be how food looks, uh, smells. Um, uh, anywhere near them because it's distracting but also mm-hmm. it feels like kind of almost like a weird private moment right why are you why am i involved in this <laughs> consumption over here but i think it's something that businesses have to deal with a lot right that's why yeah. you know a lot of you know even even small to large organizations have dedicated dedicated canteen facilities yeah right? yeah and it's the whole point is actually we need to separate ourselves from a workplace and also have an acceptable place to eat consume food which isn't off-putting to other people who want to do their work exactly we need we need yeah. to frame it that way definitely yeah. of creating a separate space where you have your mm. break time yeah and then therefore not causing distraction to those that are yeah and working. just you know and it goes a bit deeper than that but also different people from different backgrounds with different beliefs or different habits, or different routines, um, have a different relationship with food, or how they Mm -hmm. consume it, or what is sensitive or enjoyable for them. And I think if you're in a truly 
uh, encouraging and diverse uh, workforce, we need to be able to facilitate all kinds of habits or preferences in regards to the consumption of our food and make sure that that's done in a way isn't detrimental to people who want to take breaks at different times, mm -hmm. who want to uh, or have different views on what is enjoyable. I think it's just being mindful of yeah. your surroundings and being considerate to those who yeah. you work with. Yeah. So food is a good point. Mm. Um, so things that come up on this list is, uh, so anything to do with food is, yes, loudly chewing. That really gets people mm -hmm. going, I hate that, I can't do with it. Yep. Um, cooking smelly food in a microwave. Microwaves are a hot topic because a lot of people like ban microwaves in the workplace, don't they? Because they offer alternative solutions. Well, yeah. Uh, I, I personally think they're a hygiene hazard. Yeah, I've worked at places before yeah. where they are basically a nuclear bomb of germs that no one <laughs> wants to go into. It's pretty grim. Yeah, no, um, thank you. Fridges are always a hot point. So stealing milk or food from fridges, we talked about that mm. in a previous episode. Oh, Greg. Remember, rem oh, Gre you know, Greg's had our time. Greg's had well, he should stop stealing milk. Um, mm. So, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, eating loudly, smelly food, fridge stuff. Mm -hmm. um, basically anything that can be seen as off-putting or disgusting to other people because of their taste. Mm -hmm. um, and also snacks are a big thing. So some offices have very like snacky culture where mm -hmm. people will bring in snacks and suddenly like people get annoyed because they're not sharing snacks or people are like, who? oh, you came over from the other side and you took one of my snacks. Like, it's a ridiculous thing. But that's the <laughs> thing, isn't it? You sounded so petty then. <laughs> you came over and had, but you get that. It's like, no, I these, wanted that snack. That's just for this desk. <laughs> these are these are, these are are party rings just for this desk. Oh, I love party rings. Yeah. So, yeah, food is a big one. Anything mm -hmm. else that affects you? What's, what else annoys you about people at work, apart from sitting with one of them once a week recording a podcast? <laughs> I don't want to say anything. Yeah. But, uh, um. I think just carrying on from that other kind of really distracting noises in the office. So like say, for example, if someone takes a, like a really loud personal phone call or even just a phone call in the office where mm. they are really projecting their conversation so that you can't help but hear them. Yeah. Um, that can be really, really frustrating yeah. at times. Um, and I know that that is something that happens in every office, yeah. you know, regardless of where you are. It's a universal frustration. Yeah. It's a big one for other people because uh, I think a lot of trend towards like working environments are leading towards more kind of less dedicated office spaces, more kind of communal, either mm. hot, you know, uh, hot desking or shared office spaces. And you've yeah. got a lot of people who might have come from one environment and move into another one. And they're like, guys, I can hear everyone's team's call. I also have, I like the other one that uh, a lot of people find annoying is we could all be sat in the same office at different corners and we'll have a meeting on a video chat. Yeah, and then when like like I'm like, oh, we just meet in person. Let's just go and chat about stuff. Or could but, this have been an email? Yeah, or could this have just mm. yeah? <laughs> um, but uh, loud kind of communication is one that really mm -hmm. annoys a lot of people. That says uh, a lot about this, and also it's what you're talking about. A lot of the things that seem to come up on this office ick ranking that I'm reading mm. is about the content of what people are talking about. So oversharing about children or family, people can find really annoying. But fine, I mean, if you have a relationship with someone at work, or like, I mean, like a, a yeah. professional relationship, but you, it's sometimes you want, because you, you see so you can be friends and you yeah. want to hear about this stuff. I so that's that not too that bad. that one's a little bit harsh, because it's, it's probably just one yeah. of those where it's, 
depends on your audience. Yeah. If if you know somebody that doesn't tend to take to that conversation all that well, then yeah. you just don't have that conversation with that person. Yeah, it's, isn't it about I knowing that your environment? Al- yeah, there's right. always somebody who you can find common ground yeah, and yeah. common interest with. Yeah. It's just, I guess, having that sense of awareness to know when it's appropriate and who it's appropriate with to have yeah. those kind of kind of chats, you know. Equally, then over this is I think slightly different. Oversharing of your love life in the office, oh. not to do in the office. Hopefully, Saucy. maybe, but like. <laughs> you got that friend that's like, oh, I went out last night and I met loads of people. And it's like, oh, we're not going to talk about this. Or I don't want to hear about this. That's a nick for people. People don't want to be yeah. like, look, you come to work. I know you as person A, right? And we don't have a really relationship you based around case. you being person A yeah. and me being person B and doing this job. Anything else? Now, if we decide we're going to be friends, we can talk about that. Mm. But if we don't, it's kind of weird when you're telling me what you've done this weekend and I didn't ask for it. I, you know, I always thought that when I was younger about teachers. You know, if they'd mention mm. like their husband or their family or something, yeah. I'd be like, no, you're not. You're a teacher. You live here. Yeah, that's and the only thing you, you do in your life. This is the only thing that you do ever, ever. You go into a cupboard on a Friday at five. You have a sleeping bag in yeah. class four. Yeah, hibernate. And then, and then you wake up on a Monday. Is that not how it works? Yeah, no? I think it is. I'm, I, I'm convinced I it's still the different. case. Yeah. No, no, me neither. Um, the other thing that really winds people up is um, fitness brags. So a lot oh. of people will come in. I used to, I, you know what? I was guilty for this. And not oh, because I had anything to brag about. Guy, no, I was. So I would, I would be one of those people that want to go to the gym early before work. Never was able to do it. And then a few months ago, I started doing it. And I was so proud of myself People would come into the office like, hey, morning, Andy. And unsolicited, I'd be like, yeah, morning, just been wrong to the gym. And I was like, oh, no one, just, <laughs> no one cares. Shut no up. one really interested. Shut what are you doing later, Andy? I'll probably just go back to the gym again, actually. And oh, like, you know, okay. pumping iron, flexing, yeah. flexing. Um, it didn't Ugh. annoy people too much from, from me because their usual response was, really? You, you've been to the gym? Okay. Is this, is this yeah. what you want to think that, that you know, people weren't that bothered? But it links to other things. <laughs> Another thing that annoys a lot of people is uh, just personal hygiene is a big problem. Oh. Again, we're in shared spaces, right? We have to Ooh. work with these people. Um, people can smell. Mm-hmm. It's okay to say that. <laughs> and well, I think can smell. People can smell. But, can like, smell. it's sure also a delicate HR issue. It is. It, it is. It can what be. What if you have an issue with someone's it personal hygiene? Mm. Or, or habits, maybe, yeah, I'm not even going to go into any specifics because I just don't want to fall into a minefield hill. But what if you've got any specific kind of personal habits that actually upset other people? Yeah. Those people yeah. have to address that. How do you do that in a polite way? It's a bit hard, isn't it? It's a HR problem. The MHR podcast. Other podcasts are available, but why would you? Do you think, Emma, that this kind of grievance about personal issues at work or things that upset you are generational oh i think so mm. the, 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 you know there's there's such big age gaps that you can yeah. have in a workplace yeah you know we think of producer tom our kind of representative gen z over here and we do have those in the business that are you know older coming closer to retirement so what tom may see as a concern as an issue maybe something that yeah. You know, those that are slightly older in the business don't, and vice yeah. versa. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, you can think of great examples around kind of differences in, in icks, as you can call them, around yeah. sort of technology and that kind of thing um, versus, yeah, I guess sort of what we... 
It's a cultural what we thing, value. isn't it? It's a cultural yeah. thing. And it's a good it's a good indicator as to how a business can actually um, pivot their culture or grow with their new employee mm. base or nurture that through. So like uh, looking at some of the reports I read, so Gen X, so these are people like 1965 to 1980, mm-hmm. right? Um, they have a tendency, with, like, if you look at their kind of top three uh, workplace grievances or ics, right? It's um, all to do with keeping maybe your private life out of the business. So okay. a lot of their number one one is oversharing love life. They don't like that. It's like, oh, from the people mm-hmm. we've asked, they're like, okay, mm, not interested. Um, stealing milk or food from the fridge. But again, is that not reflective of actually kind of a lot more of our eating habits in the workplace have changed drastically over maybe the last 10, 15 years than how they would have been? So there's a lot more issues with how things used to be there. Mm. Um, Loud personal phone calls are uh, a top grievance for that generation. I think that's an interesting one because that's... I think the younger generations that have come in tend to be a lot more open mm. because we're more encouraged to be more open as a as a younger millennial. You know, I've I've always been encouraged to try and be more open in my conversations. Um, I'm a heart on my sleeve kind of person for my sins. Yeah. But I know in the past I've worked with people who, you know, don't want to have that kind of conversation and aren't yeah. particularly receptive to that kind of conversation because that's not the way business was when they came into it you know yeah. up until I uh, you know I'd say even when I kind of first started you know working sort of 10 11 years ago it was a lot less talking about yourself and much more about kind yeah. of getting the job done yeah. and now we're getting a younger and younger workforce coming in there's much more of the social aspect yeah. to it as well that I don't think was there before yeah so talking on millennials uh you're a younger one I'm slightly older one uh, and that's fine Um, It seems to be that the trends uh, for that generation are a hang-up on mainly food and social Mm -hmm. awkwardness. So uh, eating loudly is a big grievance. I Uh, couldn't agree more. Stealing milk and food from the fridge is still a thing. Mm -hmm. That's something I think we're all aware of in our generation. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the top one is someone starting a conversation with you in the toilets. Oh, I think the toilet oh, thing is a big issue. I agree I with that. I think people like to talk about it because we feel very socially awkward this is, about this it. This is a private but space. It's, yes, it's but it's a shared private space, unfortunately. It is. And as a result, people will feel so socially awkward that they need to say hello or start a conversation with you. But you're both in a position where you mm. probably want to just keep yourself to yourself. And probably, so you should. No. So, uh, just FYI to anyone listening, if you do try to start a conversation with me in the toilet, I'm... I am ignoring you. I will just put the hand dryer on and yeah. leave. <laughs> so drown out the noise. <laughs> Thank you, Dyson Airblades. Um, <laughs> Other hand um, dryers are available, of course. Yeah, not as good, though. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, then we could look to producer Tom's uh, Gen Z generation. Mm. And a lot of their icks are based around the fact um, that, again, they don't like loud personal calls. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, don't like uh, message notifications on loud. I actually agree with that. I get that. I actually agree with that. Is my that the phone... same as someone typing, though, when going... See, my my phone has been on silent since about 2016. I have it on vibrate at absolute max. I can't stand when I can hear someone's phone going off in the office. Unless it's somebody that I know mm. needs to have their phone on loud because yeah. of the position that they're in, when you just have a random... Certainly when they're on a call, you know, on a Teams call or something instead and their phone's going off. Yeah. 
I'm like, oh. what about a ring doorbell? Oh, other doorbell supplies are available, obviously. Um, yeah, don't like that. Dun, dun. Yeah, don't like, like that. Okay, someone's at your house. See, my husband, my this is this is an interesting point actually. So, my husband tends to work with his the industry he works in is a much older industry. So, a lot of the don't people that he work they don't have doors. No, a lot of the people that he works with are kind of Gen X and up. Yeah. Um, and so, as a result, my husband's got into the habit. So, we're the same age. My husband's got into the habit of having his phone on loud. And so now I also hear it at home. Oh, no, and I'm like, why awful. is this okay? And he can't grasp the so fact you, that my phone's always on vibrate. Why do you think that would be a generational thing? Because I think <laughs> I there's a Gen Z... I could have been rude Z then and said, hard of hearing? <laughs> no, I don't think it is that. I think it's just a Gen Z snobbery. And I'm there because I, I find anyone... If you're on a bus or whatever yeah. um, and you, someone's phone's ringing or you're overhearing a conversation, I think that's intensely annoying. I also don't like sitting behind someone who's like... Because it's on loud and you can hear them typing really gets me going. But I also think it's like younger people looking at older people going, you know... The, the default is it to be loud. If you were tech savvy enough, you'd learn how to put it on silent <laughs> and you just haven't got there yet, which is incredibly patronising because if you've got an that's iPhone, it's just a switch. Uh, Android users, it is quite hard, uh, I heard. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so Gen Zers don't like that. They don't like message and notifications on loud and smelly food from a microwave or a general communal area is the most upsetting thing. I think, again, I think that's a generational thing because... Mm -hmm. Younger, younger workers in the business tend to come in with packaged food yeah. rather than their own meals that have been cooked, whereas your older generations tend to come in with food that they've cooked at home to, to reheat and that kind of thing. Yeah. And that's not to be stereotypical. That's just from trends that I've certainly mm -hmm. seen from, from sort of working. Yeah. I mean, shout out to Tom's Brookie that he has every day from co-op. Again, other, other shops are available. Winner of Zero Awards, the MHR podcast. So the topic of Workplace X, the reason we're talking about them is actually people believe that this has become a bit more prominent because they kind of a mass migration maybe back into an office environment mm. after maybe two to three years where people were like in and out or out altogether. So I think people are a lot more sensitive. A lot of people were talking about this, weren't they, post-lockdown of like, oh, I forgot how the world was. And actually, I've got so used to being on my own and having my own space, I find the social element of work a lot more overwhelming. And yeah. I think that's an important point to look at because... It is overwhelming. I think for, and it helps people realize that work for some people was overwhelming already. Yeah. And a lot of people might not recognize that. And it's only until you take yourself out of the situation, you come back into it, you realize how much it was different. Mm -hmm. And for some people, they thrive in that social collaborative environment. Um, because that's how they like to work. I like to talk to people. I like to probably give everyone the icks we've been talking about on a daily basis, <coughs> right, in a workplace environment. And it's very productive for me. But yeah. some people will be like, you know, I really just need you to back away. I don't want to hear you. I don't. I have my job. I have my mindset. I want to work on it. And it's important that I give that. And I think it's a workplace's responsibility to understand that people work on a full spectrum of, uh, mm. like, um, tolerance, if you will. And all of that is fine. It's it's how you provide the workspace for people to be as productive as possible. It's, it's being more hyper aware of those sensitivities, isn't it? And I yeah. think that post-COVID, certainly, um, you know, not, not just business-wide, but 
you know, kind of working worldwide, we now have a greater chance of flexibility and a greater understanding of the need of flexibility than what we did have before COVID. You know, and this doesn't always necessarily translate into hybrid working or remote working, but it's about creating that space in which a person can continue to be productive. Um, because we evidenced, you know, during quarantine, during, during lockdown, mm. that we are adaptable people. Um, and we all have unique requirements that yeah. we need to, to factor in. And you're absolutely right. It, it, it shone a light on that in a way that I don't think any other circumstance would have. Yeah. Because it, it kind of forced it, you know. And I, th I also think that it's also encouraging people to be more open with those feelings as well. Yeah. Because they've experienced what it's like to work in a different way. Um, they now have a much better understanding of what works best for them. Yeah. Because I think pre-COVID when, and I, and I know you were yourself as well, Andy, but I was completely office-based. Yeah. Working from home was a completely remote, remote, was a completely like alien concept to yeah. me, you know. Um, and being sort of introduced to that, it it gave insight into what that could look like. And actually... Yeah. I'm the same as you. Working from home doesn't really suit me all that yeah. well. Um, you know, it certainly has its benefits when you have a heavy admin day. Mm. But it made me realise what I need to fuel my productivity and what I need to fuel that. So little things like this come to the forefront quite quickly with yeah. that. You know, it sounds like things that are quite petty and, you know, yeah. a little bit, you know, does that really matter? Yeah, get over it. Just get on with your job. But it kind of does. You have to. Yeah, really? I agree. Work, to me, working from home whilst it was great for a lot of people in different ways, was the thing that made me realise how I like to work in an office mm. and be around people that I can collaborate with. Um, and I do think all of these things mount up. All of these little grievances like, oh, my laptop doesn't work, or oh, I can hear that person, Greg, at the back of the office talking about his love life from the weekend, mm. or oh, Simon has left his salmon pasta in the microwave. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking of horrible examples here. <laughs> or oh, Susan's stolen the milk, just drinking it out the fridge raw from the bowl. <laughs> or uh, you know all of this stuff adds up and so eventually people go you know what I don't like this environment mm. so uh, I think these are good things I've just found another article I just thought I'd whiz through some top five things that apparently a younger workforce found find the most annoying about their workplace environment so okay. this isn't just individual things but it's also what uh, an employer or an environment is doing to give people the ick do you want to hear them very quickly uh, go on Okay, so number one is uh, having someone call you uh, for something work-related after your hours. Oh, okay. Mm. So it's like kind of, we have a relationship. Yeah, we WhatsApp, we chat or whatever, but also you've called me at like eight in the evening just to give me a reminder mm. that you're worried about something tomorrow. No, stop it. You know, manage your time better. Don't get... I know. agree with that, okay. though. Boundaries. There you go. Mm. That's, a, that's a top thing for younger people. Uh, another one is being given technology that's rubbish. <laughs> no, it's, so it's fair. Like a lot of people, a, a company will absolutely supply you with all the tech kit you need. Mm -hmm. But some people will have different affinities or different brands, perhaps. Yeah. And grievances with that, or there might be like a reputation in the workplace that this laptop is terrible. Why do we all have it? Or there might be a snobbery because you come from one workplace where you've got like some super elite book, 
and this one you quite like something that's very different or you're mm -hmm. working on a different operating system and you're like, oh, I don't like that. That kind of really annoy people. So that, that is probably something that wouldn't affect your older generation as much, I reckon, but I don't want to generalise. Well, the younger generation are yeah. definitely tech snobs because that's yeah. more ingrained into their day-to-day -day life than what it yeah. than what it was previously. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, another one then is making awkward noises to fill the void on video calls. Awkward I love noise. this. I love this so much, right? Because I love awkwardness. I love watching people deal with awkwardness. You just thrive and on it. We've all seen it, right? There'll be like your weekly team catch-ups or like your monthly kind of board things or mm. whatever it is. And everyone starts the meeting kind of quiet and like, oh, I don't know what to say. And then it's just awkward. <laughs> and everybody? and everybody someone's okay? like, oh, I, you see the game. And it's like, no, just <laughs> let it happen. I think it's, I think awkward video calls and starting of meetings that way are a perfect leveler. Like, it doesn't matter who you are in the company. You could be like pro VC, chancellor, board member, exec, whatever. And someone can be a brand new star at a very junior level. And if you don't know how to start a conversation, you're all there feeling awkward. And I think it's a great way to actually be a bit more human with people and go, hello, um, this is awkward. Um, That's an interesting way of looking at it, actually. Don't you think? Because I wanted to go in on it quite negatively, yeah. but I guess you're right. No, in that it, yeah, well, when yeah. you have in-person meetings, right, um, you go to someone's office or you go to a meeting room. Mm -hmm. And depending on who you're meeting or the, the level of seriousness might depend on the meeting room you're in or how you behave in that meeting. Mm. But as soon as suddenly you're all online in one virtual space, it takes that kind of weird prestige out of it or feeling of inferiority and gloves are off yeah you could be the most powerful person in the organization but you could be the least tech savvy and mm -hmm. suddenly you're on the back foot and michael who's 21 who's only just started the organization who's incredibly bright and smart and tech is in more control than you are mm. and you're both not knowing what to do in this awkward pause on a team's call i think that's brilliant i think we should play with that more <laughs> encourage a, it more yeah we should so yeah, awkward, fill in the void on phone calls. Don't bother, just be a human, all right? Um, Friday afternoon meetings. Oh. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. have this. Now, I get it. Like, depending on your role, your responsibility, you just have to have meetings. You have to get stuff done. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people will be like, no, why are you booking something in with me at like four o'clock on a Friday? That's not acceptable That's not behavior. a pleasant time for it's a not meeting. A it's not ideal, and I'm sure it's not ideal for all parties involved, but it's definitely something that annoys uh, a younger generation or workforce. Take it, taking that from a serious point of view, yeah. I think you can't take in that much on a Friday afternoon because you need. You, I feel like you need enough time to decompress and prepare it, yet you yeah. then go into the weekend and you lose... Certainly, true. It's certainly in our kind of industry. So there's two then, things there. One, yeah. I'm already in my mindset of actually relaxing for the weekend, so mm. don't disturb me at this time, which is probably not the most professional way of looking at it. But two, actually, is this a productive use of time? Could I not be using these last two hours of the day to make sure that I'm coming Getting into Monday on fire mm. rather than trying to start something new, which will not get followed up? No, I agree. And then number five was messenger, messages longer than one sentence. This is not something that bothers me because I waffle. But if, uh, if you're a Gen Z, apparently... You are a potato waffle. I am a potato waffle. Um, apparently, uh, just long, long um, sentences on, like, Teams or your, any kind of chat system that you use or whatever is just really annoying, apparently. 
I suppose they want to get stuff done quick. Yeah. You know, did it yeah. need all the, the gump to go with it? Well, My answer would also be yes, because okay. I'm a flourisher. I like to flourish my sentences. I like to... <laughs> flourisher. Flourish. Yeah, I, I like to call Are it Are you always flourish. grammatically correct in your messages that you send across to different people? I wholeheartedly intend to be grammatically correct okay. in I all of my sentences. Yeah. I'm very pernickety about I'm that things, person that sends the message, then realises it's full of typos, and then you'll get the notification on that message that's just been edited. So apparently the the mentality of this is actually if I wanted an essay, I'd send an email or call you. So if you're sending me a message, keep it to the point. Apparently that's the viewpoint. I think that's quite a good takeaway, to be fair. Yeah, okay. So there you go. So that's it. If you're a Gen Z, hopefully you agree with that. If you don't, um, well, you know, share your grievance. Hope we haven't given you the ick. (laughs) (laughs) By talking about icks. I think that was really useful, though, Emma. I think it yeah. is good to talk about this because not only does it seem trivial, but it isn't actually. It's about yeah. actually how a workplace environment or culture can aid to retention and mm-hmm. engagement with your employees. So there you go. We've turned it round. Absolutely. Well, if you've got any ideas uh, about this, you can go join us on our Facebook group, actually. Uh, I think the MHR podcast, where you can always offer comments about your thoughts on the episodes that we're doing. Equally, you can go to mhrglobal.com and listen to all our episodes. You can find us on Spotify, you can find us on iTunes, or all of your other podcast vendors. And hopefully, we'll see you next week. I'll see you next week. Thanks for joining. Ta-ra. See ya.